This is what we came for, friends and comrades. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday the 14th of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushina Hantaraja. Plenty of time. Yeah. Nice. The running order says it's Jim Campbell here, but that's just oh. a funny joke made I, by funny, funny producer Charlie. Oh, funny producer Charlie! <laughs> if if you ever have that, have that room again, Vish, you should just 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 bash out the yeah at the end for ages. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I could add. I, I mean, I've got four A's in my last name. I could have <laughs> put some R in. Doubled it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just we could do a Beach Boy style out. harmony. We could have done. Ah. Should we start the show again? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> I can't sing, so I'm just going to no, observe. I'm not sure that counted as singing, but no. thank you, Rich. That's really, that's really nice you of you. You've got a bit of a warble to you. Yeah, no, to, I, was, to I, that, I was beefing it up. You're I was trying to give, you, I was trying yeah. give you some opera. Beefy warbler, Mason. Nice. <laughs> as she was known at school. Hopefully oh, not. Warbler. No, I, mm. I, really, I really hope not. No. Many other things I was called, but never that. <laughs> as far cool. as I know. Let's get into the football, shall we, guys? It is what we came for. And what we're going to start with is Tottenham against Everton. Dominic Calvert-Lewin with the only goal in that one. A header from a set piece. And the massive highlight, I guess, in this game for Everton fans was the immediately good performances of all three new signings. Mm. The club, including Alan, who was the man of the match, according to Sky Sports. But, of course, also Hammers Rodriguez with five... Uh, chances created, which apparently is more chances than any other Everton player has created in the last two years. Yeah. Single game. <laughs> That's pretty it's weird. more than any debutant has created since Sanchez in 2014 or 2014. What have you got, Pete? Nice. I just like debutants. <laughs> It's it, this Premier League uh, first weekend has been the debutants' ball, and everyone's had a lovely time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's been any kind of debuts that haven't been excellent. What is a debutants' ball? Is it like oh, a, like, wasn't that great? But is, is it like, like a high society kind of like you know, yeah, like, Sang Souchong and, and punch balls, punch balls? Yeah, back in the day, people used to get you know introduced into society. Mm. So if you were a lady, you had to come out in public. Right, okay. I think that's what it is. Right. So you'd be, you know, you're basically being. Just your mum and dad are basically saying she's on the market. She's <laughs> <laughs> trot. And did you know also they wear white dresses? In it. I have a friend. Oh, yeah. This is something that still happens certainly in China, right? And uh, in the states as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends actually did one in the states, and they mm. wear these like wedding dress style dresses. Oh, wow. Oh, words. It's, it's like in the OC. With, is it cotillion like, in the OC? Yeah, yeah that's I'm it. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, it was the three debut. You know, Everton had never played four South Americans in the same team before. Oh, yeah, which is a stat that actually doesn't mean anything at all. No, but truly. It, it's quite cool. I thought, <laughs> and I like <laughs> the idea that they've all got friends as well because you've got two Brazilians in there in Alan and Richarlison, and then you've got Hiromina and Hamas uh, Rodriguez from Colombia. I like the fact that you know they all talk to each other. They probably mm. talk about the other players yeah. Yeah. to each other as well. A bit rude, probably, but no, we like it. Um, yeah, Alan was great. He was um, really bringing back like three quarter length shorts because he's quite small, <laughs> and he he'd obviously pulled them up a bit as well. So he looked like a bit of a throwback player, like yeah. Stanley Matthews. <laughs> yeah, but he was um, he does have a lovely moustache, a little kind he, of moustache as well. Yeah. So that kind of he looks like he's up to no good, and he was quite um, <laughs> he was up to no good. He was destroying yeah. everyone. He was just so he, he was the most outstanding player on the pitch. He was just into everyone. 
fantastic. It was quite interesting at the um, at the end of the game because Deli Ali got substituted at half time, mm. and Musa um, Soka got brought on and moved out to the right so that Lucas Moura could go through the middle. And Mourinho confirmed in his press conference. Yes, that, it is tactical. It, it, it was tactical, yeah. but also the the reason it was tactical is because he thought Allen was having too much of a good time, mm. and basically thought that as Mora as the more direct, creative threat, he could really um, undo Allen because he thought they were giving Allen too much credit. Basically, mm. he thought that yeah, he, he was not good enough to maintain that performance. Which he did. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out yeah, I got was. that well yeah. wrong. He was quite a good footballer. Yeah. And that, but I also, I also think he um, Mourinho disguised that because Richarlison had a very good game as well. Yeah, on the left, and well, I think I think Sissoko. Notable miss aside, but yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. But but um, having Sissoko out there on the right was basically to to negate him. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it was all about the other wing, James Rodriguez. Um, yeah, what a lovely, lovely player, a lovely man as well. He still looks very young. I oh, you mean aesthetically? Yeah, yeah. Have you met him? No, unfortunately not. I oh. saw him from afar because they do their um, Perspex interviews kind of on the pitch while mm. everyone else is on the other side of it. And the press box in uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, is quite near the, the sideline. So and you're pressing you kind of get a good against view. the other side of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Doing those fish faces. <laughs> <laughs> That's really not COVID-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Do not try that do at not home, do guys. Faces. Just bl- blowing hot air onto the perspex and, and drawing a heart with my finger. <laughs> <laughs> you're lovely. <laughs> In fact, on that note, we've had an email. Mm. Um we haven't got a jingle yet, have we? No, we'll get we'll get to it. The, the, I'm my, pretty excited about this jingle. My jingle uh, monkeys are working very hard on, on, on the jingle as we speak. Um, I'll we pay them two hundred dollars, basically. We don't approve of making animals work, even no, for money. No, good point. Is it what did monkeys collect that, that's naughty that people um, find it somehow um, problematic now? Collect, yeah. Don't they collect tea leaves? Some, tea leaves. I think right, so. Okay, yeah. Right. No, they isn't can... that just PG tips advert? Are you getting confused? <laughs> <laughs> there's that. There's that monkey as well. Yes, yeah. but that's what chimpanzees defin- get out. There is okay. <laughs> there's definitely some kind of tea where you know because the highest bits mm, of the tea the best tree, tea, yeah, <laughs> is where the oil is. It's, like, it's right up high. <laughs> right. So if you're a monkey, you're much smaller yeah. than your average tea picker. Yeah. So you can go up and get the most yeah. delicious yeah. and succulent leaves. Exactly. So yeah, that's we shouldn't be doing that anymore, and we should certainly not be making them uh, get involved in Pro Tools uh, audio production. No, at any point. Correct, unless they like it. Unless, unless they like, like it. Unless it's a vocation for them. Yeah, they wrote mm. Shakespeare. We have a Unless. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great point. Anyway, Justin Griffith has emailed in. Thanks, mate. Don't forget, everyone else, you can do it. Show at footballramble.com. What a beautiful new email. Mm. Justin says, now that he's in the Premier League, it's time we had a frank and open discussion. <laughs> We're here for you. Uh, about the fact that James Rodriguez looks like Colombian Eddie Redmayne. Mm. I don't see that. They've got the same mouth. They've, all, they've both got letterbox mouths as, as, as boxing uh, parlance used to go. Huh, they've got quite letterbox wide... Letterbox mouth? I think they call it a letterbox mouth. It's like Ramesses II. Any mummy, basically, have got a, has always got a big, long mouth. And yeah, Eddie right. Redmond's got a big, long mouth, and uh, obviously um, James Rodriguez also has a large mouth. Right, okay. So that, I think that's what he's going for. That's I think Eddie Redmond's got better cheekbones. I think James Rodriguez Defo, yeah. is better mm. coming in from the right. And, <laughs> and we haven't actually seen... I don't, mm. I've never seen Eddie Redmond play football. No. so He's no, a fantastic true. beast on the field. It could, yeah, yeah, and it could be that just, you know, the acting world needed him, but mm. he was... Yeah, yeah, it's been it. tasty. Don't um, aren't most actors in the situation when they always have a story where they could have played for, so you know, Glasgow Rangers or something, and and they're just, yeah, they're not, everyone's got a story. It's they always, always think they could have, yeah. yeah. And, and then they you see them on soccer and they're not that good. Yeah, <laughs> pressure though. Yeah, pressure. Oh my God. <laughs> pressure. Yeah. 
pressure on the big stage. It's yeah. going mm. down at soccer. Is that Jonathan Wilkes? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one for another day. Um, you, given that you're not Jim, have very brilliantly and kindly allowed us to focus on uh, Everton throughout that whole section. <laughs> so, I, th- I mean, move on again. <laughs> Yeah, we could, we could. We could Just like it. one last thing on on Hammers. It was it, it was a, a really really great performance because he was, as I said before, like he accessed all areas of the field. I think his second the second um, highest amount of passes he made to a specific player was Richarlison, who was on the opposite wing, mm-hmm. which I suppose is a good indication of how he was kind of cutting inside and influencing play there. Yeah, and he put himself about as well. He was quite keen to get into the rough and tumble because you know the the. The typical um, thing we always throw at uh, overseas players, especially players who've been really good elsewhere, mm. not even just players who've come out of nowhere, specifically those players who've excelled in, in um, you know, on the world stage, as he has, wondering about how they would fare, fare with the rough and tumble of it. And he just didn't mind at all. Got him, got his, I was going to say he's got his hands dirty. He's probably got his knees dirty because they're the uncovered bits, aren't they? Yeah, all bits. But he was um, he was all over Ben Davies for a lot of that. And he um, yeah wasn't afraid to get kicked as well, which massively helped Everton because everything he did really put Spurs on the back foot. And as we move on to Spurs, I think it's... As we move on. Hilarious, really. The, um, <laughs> hilarious from my point of view because I'm massively put into the Amazon documentary yeah. because I am a sheep and I watch stuff on... TV or my computer, and I'm like, right, this is my new opinion now. Right, and I really <laughs> left that thinking, you know, Mourinho to a point has been hamstrung by the injuries, by not being able to get people in, by not having the right amount of time to work on the shape he needs. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And then just yesterday in his post post match press conference, mm. when he talks about how it's great that the cameras aren't there and now that they can work in intimacy, all I could think was the only person who's benefited from that documentary <laughs> is you, Rick, Jose. Yeah. So the Alexas are still listening. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. But it, you do sort of look at the, the the Spurs squad and everyone has either been kind of like has either been replaced by a player who doesn't look quite as good or just not replaced at all. Ericsson's out, you know. Even even Wanyama. When 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 Wanyama leaves and you're like You'd quite like a Wanyama on the bench just to shore things up a little bit. You just so the Spurs squad just don't have it. I think I think um, two London clubs, Fulham and uh, and Spurs. You don't want to go crazy in the last few weeks of, of the transfer window, but they need they need players, they need bodies. They they look very very ordinary, and they looked very very ordinary yesterday. The one, sorry for sighing into the mic loads. That's probably not a great audio <laughs> experience, guys. I apologise. Um, the one exception to that I would say is Matt Doherty. If I were to really like. St- clutch at straws I yeah felt. it's a Matt Doherty shaped straw yeah and uh, you're clutching um but just to your point about feeling as though he's replaced someone that you feel a bit better about mm. you know not seeing Serge Aurier there was was a was a bonus for me yes. <laughs> it's all about the context as well isn't it it's all these games they're all about the context because as we pointed out um Everton looking pretty good could be pretty good this season and you know when Spurs lost 7-2 to Bayern Munich mm. we thought Spurs are dreadful but that was before the Barcelona game. So. Was that your nine nil? You know, that, you know, like after Southampton lost nine nil to Leicester, mm. they were like, mm. right? And, you know, they, people keep mentioning it now. Do you think we need to keep mentioning yeah. seven two Bayern Munich? Yeah. And then I just mean just... it's all about context, isn't it? We don't, and, and also, let's not forget this week, Spurs have signed one of the greatest strikers in the world, Alex Morgan. So. They have, yeah, yeah. If she can get on the field. I would I definitely mean, endorse that. Let's not 
distract from the, from that from you know they're two very very different things, aren't they? Which Alex Morgan signing for the women's side and the issues with the men's side. I thought she well. Well, because I because I, because I, well, because um, I've just seen it's it in a bit your sexist, eyes. isn't it, Vish? No, no, no. I've just seen it in your eyes, and I realise I might be able to make you cry here. So I'm right, yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Ahead. Because be did you like did Everton. you see did you see anything yesterday? Um, because even Doherty, to an extent, was just him being him. You know, mm. Mourinho wouldn't have told him to do any of those things. That was ex- exactly what he was doing for Wolves last year. Yeah. It was a really good bit of interplay with Harry Kane when Kane has a nice little dink over and he has that volley that mm. Pickford saves. But did you see anything there that suggests this season is going to be any different to last season? Because I didn't. And I know it's early and I know, you know, Gio Celso was injured. But that looked a bit like... That was my other straw that I was going to clutch yeah. like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the thing about yesterday as well was that you got the impression that they were waiting for Everton to make a mistake and hit them on the break. And not only did they not hit them on the break when they had the chances with any real conviction, Everton didn't really make that many mistakes. And if they're going to come up short against a side that finished 12th last year, even with their recruitment... Um, it's quite quite demoralising for a Spurs fan, I'd say. Mm, not... I don't have to answer that. <laughs> not I don't have to answer You don't answer... have to answer it, but you needed to hear it. I... <laughs> <laughs> Do I? I mean, I did watch the bloody game and I made my little sad notes and I wrote my team. I t- you know, when I watch Spurs, I tend to pretty much every game, I'll like write out the team sheet and I'll think, oh God, I wish we had different things going on here. And then I make my notes that are sad about what is wrong with the game. So yeah, look, I know. I don't feel very happy about watching that team. I think that we're not likely to uh, sack Jose Mourinho. I'm not advocating that necessarily, but... Could you sack a bit of him? <laughs> you know, I, I feel, you know, I, I I know this is probably a lonely opinion, but I do kind of trust Daniel Levy, although I think he was a bit starstruck by um, Jose, as you can see in the documentary. Um, so... I guess, you know, but he's done some extraordinary things at the club, blah, 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 the stadium, etc. Some great deals. You know, we have some incredible players. uh, And my only option here really is to believe that it's possible for Mourinho to make these players play like a team. But as you say, Vish, I didn't see much evidence of that. Liverpool beat Leeds 4-3. What an extraordinary game. What a fun riot that was. (laughs) It did. (laughs) With the, <laughs> with the caveat that Liverpool weren't at their best and they didn't keep hold of the ball anywhere near as much as they, you would usually expect a Liverpool side to do, Leeds were fantastic in attack. They did their homework. They targeted players that needed to be targeted and they will be relegated in May. If, <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Bielsa would have been raging about that Van, uh, Virgil van Dijk header because he... he He's the, he's the main heading attack and he, he's just unmarked. Unbelievable scenes. Ridiculous. The um, the relegated in May thing is something that I thought about yesterday as well because they were so much fun. Yeah, and I was like, it won't be last. It, it won't be last of the season. It'll be a week before. It'll be the yeah, week before, yeah. And we'll have had a bloody good time. It felt a little bit like you know everyone has that mate who is great on a night out, mm. and it's only when it's too late that you realise they might have a problem. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah, end yeah. up kind of. You end up pushing it because you're encouraging them, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, come on!" Yeah. He's always up for a, he's mm. always up for a drink. He's always he enables up for a drink. your bad behaviour. Yeah. yeah, and then you kind of excuse yourself and you have fun and you kind of ride their coattails and everything's great. Mm. And you never deal with anything, you know, all the other bits. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're going to be around this table as people who aren't Leeds fans. Yeah, mm. like 
God, they're so much fun. And then they're going to be shipping four goals every game. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel judged, Vish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am that man. Yeah. A time when, like, teams are allowed, uh, sorry, teams aren't allowed in the ground, that possibly would have been better for, for, for Liverpool and, and, and Leeds because that was ridiculous. But like, when, when fans aren't allowed on the ground and, and, and the Premier League season has started and you sort of go, oh, it's such a shame that, that you don't hear the roar of, of the crowd. Mm. And, and, and Well, you do if you choose certain channels. But um, we needed that match. We needed uh, a first weekend match like that because if we hadn't, I think it would have been a very uh, different situation. I, I really enjoyed this weekend of football and this was definitely part of it. The fulcrum, so yeah. to speak. Did you get the impression, you know, the the thing about Bielsa teams is that they start very quickly and they run and run and run and then they, you know, run out of steam at the end of the season. Do you think we saw that, you know, confined within 90 minutes Yes, uh, on Saturday? Mm, yeah, I mean, there's a definite kind of... I know the old saw is about Bielsa teams, they're just exhausted by the end of the match. But you're, you've stepped up a level there and you're in the Premier League and you're up against uh, the champions this it takes a hell of a lot more. And Liverpool were having an off day. I think if they'd faced a Liverpool side uh, in any other um, form or in any other um, uh, situation or um, state, I think they, they, they probably would have been beaten handsomely. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be a long season for them and they, they, they are going to be rinsed. So you think, sorry, that Liverpool, because they were having an off day, it's not reflective of what Leeds can do? Because I'm just thinking, I, I, yeah, you know, I, obviously Liverpool made a few cock-ups mm. and Virgil van Dijk was bad a but, bit. I th- but I think I think they targeted van Dijk. I think that the way yeah. the, the ball came in, I was like, you've seen him sort of clear those in exactly the same way. And I think, um, who, who was on him? It was Bamford, wasn't it? Mm. Um, like, I, I think they, they, that was a that was a game plan and it, and it went really... And that's what you get from Bielsa. But yeah. unfortunately, the rigours of, of Premier League football means that, that they will make mistakes like they made in, in, in the penalty box, giving away silly penalties. But Liverpool didn't defend that well. I'm I mean, neither side seemed to think that defence was a main part of this game, right? Mm. God bless them. <laughs> yes! God bless every single one of them. That's all we won. Yeah. I, I actually, when I was watching the game and one of the players that they seemed to target a fair bit, as well as Van Dijk, was um, Alexander-Arnold. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose a lot of that was to pin him back. But, you know, Jack Harrison's goal comes from that left-hand side when Calvin Phillips puts that ball over and he gets to it before... Um, Alexander Arnold and cuts inside and he shoots in at the near post. And I don't wonder because Bielsa is such a meticulous bloke and he's so fine on the details that while you know, I mean, I hope I hope Leeds don't get relegated, but mm, if, but if they too. do, I reckon he, within the season's play, he would have identified little kinks in different teams that other people might pick up on. Yeah, and so he's already set in. You know, I saw it on. I know. It's, it's Twitter, so that kind of um, any kind of information spreads like wildfire. Doesn't need to be correct, <laughs> but um, already people were talking about how how um, defensively lax Alexander Arnold is. When you know, obviously, all the talk up until the end of last season was how incredible a uh, you know creative force he is. Mm. But he, but he started last season quite slow, and, and people kind of pointed that out for, in and um, through the lens of this match. Uh, and maybe Bielsa just went, oh, just maybe just starts. He just does. It has a slow start to the season, so really, really target him. I don't know. Maybe it's just conditioning. I, I just don't know. Heading mm. the ball into your own net, even though that goal was obviously disallowed, <laughs> it's not so a symptom like... of a man whose brain is not a tiny bit scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he just forgot where he was? Oh, goal! <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this! Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. you do see you do see those decision decisions being made and, and it ends up in the net and you sort of go look he needed to clear it he messed it up a little bit but he he was I just liked after it was called offside he was like talking to the ball talking to himself <laughs> talking to the fact he's going yeah well, no I, I, I don't care you know, I, I, how could you say I didn't mean it when I meant it I didn't meant it <laughs> I knew it. I, like, I wanted to score. I wanted to score. Goals, goals, goals. Put that in my FIFA statistic. Um, Jonathan Liu, actually, uh, lovely opening paragraph. He, he, his, uh, his match report, actually, it was on the Spurs game. Mm. But his, here's how he opened it. First weekends are all about hope. Fresh grass and fresh dreams. The new tactics that oppositions haven't yet worked out and the new players who haven't yet been paid for. It's a weekend for flinging perspective to one side and letting your imagination run riot. A weekend of kings and frauds. It doesn't say anything about bald frauds, but anyway, and nothing in between. And I think, in some ways... Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and particularly mm. this game, even yeah. though that's not the one he was writing about. Now, can, we, can we congratulate Mo Salah on, on that bloody goal? <laughs> Jesus. Hitch Jehoshaphat. Wow. That was sick. It was so straight, wasn't it? <laughs> he hit it so pure and true. Yeah. That there was no cut no. on the ball. You know, It didn't Fantastic. bend in any way. It just... I saw him, so I picked him in my fantasy team because I saw a photo of him in pre-season. I was like... That is a man who looks on Sharp. it. Sharp. Yeah. Well, he's, his hair, he's got... It is his, the hair a bit. Well, he's, signed, he's well, he was of... topless, and I was like, right, okay. <laughs> that, oh, my God, his six-pack is something... Ve- yeah, Eight-pack is something absurd. very extraordinary, because he's a small man, and he's very, like, tight and compact, so it's... Yeah. Ooh, ridgy. Yeah, it, it doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's um, being... It's like, it's like that, a muscle but... girdle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's trying to kill me. Like it, it looked like it would hurt him. So if he if he coughed, it would punch him in the stomach. Instant, instant uh, uh, what do you what do you call it uh, when you when your bit your gut comes through your stomach wall? Oh yeah, um, hernia, hernia, instant hernia because yeah. his, his abs are too tight. Oh, but the other way, like an internal there. hernia. But his but his, his hair he start he's starting to style his hair like Jordan Shakiri a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like the guy at Future Islands. That kind of like tight in the side and then enhancing the widow's peak. Oh, beautiful. Apparently, he's stylish. So apparently he's going to go to Barcelona. Discuss. Ronald Koeman's made him his top target. Ronald, apparently a friend of Ronald Koeman has said that he wants to go to Barcelona. Oh. Donald Koeman. A friend, <laughs> a friend of Ronald Koeman says Mo Salah wants to go to Barcelona. Yeah, apparently, yeah. A friend. Mm. Interesting. Friend. Don't know. I said Donald Probably Koeman. A, it's going to be a close friend, I expect, <laughs> yes. to be saying useful things like that. Mm. He must have a lot of insight. Yeah, it was, maybe he's just saying it to encourage Ronald Koeman. He's like, yeah, it's a good idea. I think I've heard he wants to come. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't, personally, I don't necessarily see why Mo Salah would want to play for a Barcelona side that looks like that in preference to a Liverpool side that looks like that. Like that. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Coming up, after a weekend spent predicting very effectively, I think, we'll find out how we're going in Betway's for to score and we'll celebrate Arsenal. Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Pete and Vish in your ears today. Let's get you a little Forza Score update from Betway. Entry to Forza Score, don't forget, is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected games for your chance to win a £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are in before the first game, fairly obviously. Further T's and C's apply. The fourth game, Brighton-Chelsea, is tonight. But um, to be honest, that's not that important in the grand scheme of the ramble attempts to predict this one. We've got, spoiler alert, not correct mm. to kick off the new season. 
bit of a pain. Game one, Liverpool against Leeds United, Saturday, 5.30pm. That was Andy picked Sadio Mane, decent idea. Mohamed Salah, though, got that hat-trick and got the first goal. Game two was Luke's pick, West Brom against Leicester. Playing it safe, good idea. Luke went with Jamie Vardy, who did, of course, score two, but not the first one. The first one came from Timothy Castagna, another one of these debutants having a, a good opening game of the season. Game three was Marcus's pick. Spurs against Everton, the Sunday 4.30 kickoff. Marcus picked Harry Kane, God bless him, but it was, in fact, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And game four is still to come. That was Jules's pick. Brighton against Chelsea is tonight. Jules has picked Timo Werner. So we're all still, well, <laughs> none of us, apart from Jules, are in it to win it here. Four to school will be back on the previous show again this Friday. It's all in for the individual prize, isn't it, Vish? Yeah, yeah. It's all, This is not a team sport. <laughs> and I mean, it's literally a t- no. What? No, no, no. It's oh, an, from it's your a, perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's an in, individual pursuit, you know, based around a team sport. Yeah. But we're, it's every man and woman for themselves. And we've all been pretty dreadful, to be fair. I'm, I'm one. I'm one, one for one. For one. It's, a, it's exactly. It's, I'm saying we've all been terrible, and, and Vish, you have been excellent so far. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm never going to do one again. <laughs> never turn up on a Friday. That again. was supposed to be your attitude to Luke's game, wasn't yeah, it? And look what thought, I'm going I'm to get Mason. Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> well, I got Masoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, you bloody did. But, but I do hope Timo Werner scores about five uh, this evening, um, which will obviously please Jules if he scores first, uh, because he's very much in my fantasy league team. And I have only got 20 points and I am gutted. Oh, Terrible start yeah. to the season. Terrible start to the season. I've made, yeah, I've made a right hash of that. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really want to do it, but I thought we'd do it as a collective yes. football ramble mm-hmm. thing. Mm. And as all, you know, as with all kind of, Oh, it will be fun. It wasn't fun. No. In, the, in the Football Ramble uh, kind of uh, ecosystem uh, league, it's got like hundreds and hundreds of people. I am literally in the uh, bottom 5%, if not lower. It's disgrace. I'm on the last page, guys. Rubbish. Absolute uh, rubbish. My morale was so crushed by that Spurs performance, <laughs> to be honest. I just thought I probably shouldn't look. <laughs> and this will help me really improve my, <laughs> my emotional stability. Uh, Arsenal beat Fulham 3-0 in the opening game of the season. Mm. Big performance from Mikel Arteta's side against the new boys. Scruffy little opener from Alexander Lacazette. Five yards out, little header from Gabriel, new signing. Off a corner, perhaps Fulham keeper Matt Roddick should have done better, but it was obviously from quite close range. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang into the far corner from the edge of the penalty area for the third. Three very different goals. One consistent factor, three assists from new signing Willian. Let's not forget they got on a free. Are Chelsea going to regret that? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I think uh, Andy Brassel on Friday uh, quite rightly sort of said if, if, if Willian can spend a little bit more time in the centre of the field, he's going to have a lovely time. But to be honest, the, the way he kind of uh, disrupts and, and if he can get like Pepe and him playing in the same side, um, that is going to be an interesting little kind of relationship. But he was he was imperious. He, he was fantastic uh, at the weekend. When William plays that well and it plays that playmaker also excellently, like the, the spectre of Ozil just disappears. He could be oh. he could be farmed out to play golf for the rest of time uh, and no one would really care as long as William was playing like that but will he stay fit at that age I don't know 32 isn't he yeah but he's he's got quite a good history of injuries find that a bit personal Mm. sorry 32 (laughs) 32 I mean he's cracking on that I mean at some point his age will catch up with with him don't say that come on that's really hurtful I'm 39 you can both get stuffed quite frankly I'm in prime physical condition 
I'm dressed like a teenager. And I'm sat next to Kate. Yeah, I, do think I can't be hearing this. Oh. Well, no, thanks for that, Pete. I thought he... Um, just after what um, what Andy said on Friday, I kind of wondered that... Actually, you know, it does make sense, considering that he was always a bit of a drifter when he was playing at Chelsea. He wouldn't... He's not kind of the the kind of winger that he'd ride the rails. <laughs> he'd ride the rails in an old coat, with a harmonica in his top pocket, <laughs> one of those sticks with the red uh, kind of knapsack over his yeah, shoulder. Yeah. yeah, Dick Whittington. Yeah, a knife in his boot. Yeah, um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he was. He looked a touch of class yesterday. Well, not yesterday on Saturday. We should also say that you know, in in the very much in the spirit of doing down any good thing that happens to mm. anyone mm. Um, that Fulham were dreadful. Yeah. Good. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because I did want to say about that, but I didn't want it to look like sour grapes. Yeah, no, they were, they were pretty bad mm. and they had the same issues that I, I thought would afflict them in the Premier League after, I think I mentioned after they um, secured promotion in the playoffs is that you can't really tell if they have any discernible style. And in the mm. championship, they seem to get through games just by having better players and in the Premier League, that's not really going to fly, is it? They, um, they looked like they they looked like they weren't prepared to be promoted. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we've done it again. Oh, we're up. Oh God, uh, we're not going to buy any. We're not going to buy as many players as we did last time because that really didn't screwed work. us." Even though but, they bought some quite good ones, like Jean Michel. Yeah, so. I, they just looked completely. Their intensity wasn't there. Um, their, their press wasn't there, and and they just seemed unwilling or unable to to, to break any team down or or, or just play passes forward effectively it was it was poor from them I thought yeah they they seemed to rely on a game plan that was this is Arsenal they might they might Arsenal this mm, and yeah. they 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 didn't Arsenal didn't it at all well to be fair there was that thing there was that chance in the second minute where there was a sort of oh there was yes yeah 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 communication Habu which... went over and um, Leno kind of Stuff Save the day, that, yeah. yeah it was Ain- Ainsley Mait- Maitland-Niles wasn't it he passed it back and yeah, yeah. Gabriel didn't I mean, it was first two minutes, and you know they haven't played together. But I mean, if, if that's your only chance, just it's not you know, ideal, yeah. is it? It's not. But it was interesting that they, you know, both sides tried to play out from the back, and Fulham just didn't have the the courage to keep up with it. It was clearly something that Scott Parker tried to instill in them, but every now and again, Rodad would just hoof the ball forward, and Arsenal would get it back and, and keep it for a lot. It's and you know, granted, we probably judge Fulham a bit more after a few more games where they've played teams that are going to be around for most of the league. But um, yeah, it didn't look particularly promising. No, no. <laughs> I feel so. Marcus is going to listen to this and feel he's you know he's yeah. going to really hate us, isn't he? I don't know. I he's think so Marcus, excited, wasn't he? Yeah. Marcus is a man with a clear perspective on life. I feel like. Well, he's, he's, a, he's big... a positive guy, though. He is, he? yeah, yeah. Sunny side up is, is our spells. He, uh, he obviously big fan of Alexander Mitrovic, and I think, he, I think he thought he was going to do really well in this uh, this season. I can't not see that happening um, because I remember he, he when he joined Fulham. Obviously, he had he had a good was it ten eleven games where he he was almost like uh, a goal a game, uh, and he was great. But at Newcastle, he can really go off the boiling and really go missing in matches. So I. I think him getting brought on in 73 minutes is a sign that Scott Parker doesn't necessarily trust him either. Yeah, I think someone, if you watch a guy celebrate a goal like Alexander Mitrovic, you see a man who is 
quite out of control. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like necessarily mean his own goals. No. I mean the way he literally like, you know, sometimes there's goal celebrations as a team look quite mm. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And he looks like he's going to snap whoever it is he's scored. Maybe like, that's why Fulham aren't putting the ball in the net. You're frightened that Mitrovic is going to come up behind him. Who was the Newcastle player where when Mitrovic celebrated a goal, he strangled him? <laughs> Oh, God, Grabbed yes. him by the throat, didn't oh, he? was yes, that yes, now? Yes, yes. Absolutely destroyed, yes. I can't remember to be honest. What a good I thing you've done. Let me squeeze the life out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a worry. Maybe, well, maybe that's the angle we were missing. It's, yeah. just, it's just fear of that. And that's yeah. perhaps why Scott Parker didn't bring him on until the 73rd minute. Although there's also some question mark about his hammies, isn't there? Yeah. So. Who knows? Well, Who knows? Well, let's we get into know. Newcastle, shall we then? All right, Katie, then. you must be floating on air today, I as was. is your want after a victory 2-0 against West Ham, who are shite. 89 minutes out of Andy Carroll we got. It only took every single nightclub in the UK to be closed. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's all it took. <laughs> You're having but a what? gathering of more than six people. Yes, <laughs> 22 of us on there. Oh, brilliant. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over this. I brought poppers. Um, no, <laughs> none of that. Um... But I mean, what I mean, as a Newcastle fan, like what a what a hit from Hendrick. He should never have had. He should never have had that time to get this shot away. But what a hit! So little backlift. As I know. Well. Oh, it was man. almost like a, it was a heading towards a little dinkle, dink, a little dinkle dandy. Fantastic. <laughs> the um, my favourite Andy Carr bit was managing to elbow two people in the side of the head in the opening eight. <laughs> oh my days. God. I was like, I was like, the VAR and che- checking this. This is going to be a nightmare. But to be honest, I think uh, I love Andy Carroll. He's such a destructive kind of influence, and, and, and he, he kind of he he takes all of the uh, he takes all of the kind of focus off other footballers so they can go and do their thing. So I think that's why uh, a lot yeah. of like Callum Wilson and, and to be honest, Hendrick had had such a such a good game uh, because Carroll is just such a disruptive influence, and in, certainly in the in yard box. But I mean. West Ham had that like a little patch of pressure where Newcastle just sat back and went, right, we've got our goal. You're not really showing us much apart from some loose kind of looping headers onto the bar uh, first and second half. And, and and they sat on their lead for half an hour and West Ham had their chances and they didn't take them. They looked really, they didn't have any penetration. They they were a little bit listless. And, and you know, Noble coming off about, is it half an hour from the end or maybe 20 minutes from the end? Um I know that Sunes has been uh, as waxed lyrical or less than lyrical about how much he he didn't appreciate the way that uh, that, that Noble spoke about his his team and how it's being run uh, from 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 boardroom level. But oh, in I reaction think, to the Grady Diangana, yeah, yeah. But I just I I, I think um, that he looked like at times that looked like the only player who who kind of gave a toss, quite frankly. So yeah, it was it was a really really good performance for Newcastle that. It wasn't really good. <laughs> good performance in Newcastle. Here we go. It was. A, Here we go. It was a necessary uh, performance against uh, a, a quite a poor West Ham side. I've, I've written in my note about Jeff Hendrick a smart signing on a free transfer, and I have to say, I don't really understand Newcastle's transfer policy right now. It's like they want to just become a good. <laughs> sort of good team I know, and just a good mid-level team gaps, yeah yeah you know? I like and, it and I think they're up against the West Ham side that mm. don't really although no. they did they did spend good money what's what summer would it have been last summer summer before I've lost track mm. yeah. um and and that seemed and was quite a positive you, you expected great things and it's it, it, yeah that's that's the thing I guess um when you talk to West Ham fans I, I always I'm always surprised how Maybe um, I, I've only got a sample size or a very sample size of about two or three West Ham mates, but they all seem to kind of say that, you know, Moy's probably not a bad manager for our level of 
effectively, but he doesn't get the best out of the more creative players, obviously. Uh, and and they look very very ordinary in this match. He was he was very upset about Callum Wilson's high foot, but I was like, well, and he, and he sort of said the the level of refereeing, the lef- level of officiating in this match is pretty poor. And it's like, well, don't target ASMR. And <laughs> you were booting the crap out of him pretty much all of the match. So that upset me. Leave my beautiful boy alone. <laughs> Leave my beautiful man alone. The uh, the noble thing um, is interesting because. You know, obviously, everyone knows about the issues that West Ham fans have with their board and the desire to to get them out as quickly as possible. But the, the reaction to that sale, or the fact that you know Mark Noble tweeted about it, and so many other West Ham players liked it, mm. is the first time that you saw mm. that kind of board interference really having a negative effect. Mm. You know, really, you know, and I'm and I'm sure that they've it's it's a kind of club where a lot of stuff gets filtered down quite quickly. But that was the first time that players have actively come out and really rallied against it. And uh, I mean, I think that was a performance that showed that there is still a great deal of frustration there. And it might be a case that it's not the manager that has to change. It really is having to sell the club for it to survive. And I, I suppose only time will tell who's going to shift in that matter of Mark Noble and David Moyes get turfed out and uh, some yes men get lifted New, in. Newcastle in the front of that queue. Thank you very much, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> they can, once we're sold, they can sell, all right? I like you, the way you describe this as well because I thought it was a really accomplished performance from Newcastle but yeah. Pete described it as a, very, as a necessary, <laughs> necessary performance. Much in the way that necessary. we find a cure to COVID, I'll be a necessary cure. I want it to be a flamboyant cure. I want a flamboyant vaccine. I want my leg to go blue. I want my eye to turn uh, rainbow colours and also I want to be free of being able to get COVID. That's what I want from my COVID vaccine. All right, Vish? All right. I mean, it's good. I mean, you, you know, aim for the aim for the moon. Aim for the stars. <laughs> aim for the Project sm- Moonshot. Project Moonshot. That's what the government are up to, isn't it? Was it aim for the moon so you f- if you no, fall... No, aim for the m- stars and you hit the moon. Why do you, hit, why do you want to hit the moon though? Yeah. It's good up there. It's good up there. <laughs> you Get saw that quad. John Lewis advert. <laughs> you seem to be having a great time. <laughs> One source there. That's great up here, isn't it? <laughs> Kate Mason, it's great up here. <laughs> On the moon. On the moon. Yeah. Well, someone else uh, who's living in somewhere different to the rest of us, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. My favourite story of the whole decade, I think. <laughs> Magnificent is old Damo Delaney. Mm. Uh, Crystal Palace fans might recognise him as a, as a former player of theirs, former defender. And now, even though people can't go to the stadiums, what you can do is um, a little plug for the old buy your match day programs online, mm. guys. I do actually think that's probably quite a good way to yeah. support your club. But anyway, nice. you can you can get a subscription to get the match day programs that you would normally get if you were in the stadium because obviously no one's there at the moment. Mm. Print uh, out a PDF. Lovely. Read it in the bath. But I think they can post it to you as well. Oh, can they? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a shine. Bringing back the dead tree media. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, yes. And if you are, are a Crystal Palace fan who has sent off for the match day programs, you mm. would have been treated to... Well, quite a special interview, I think it's fair to say, with with Delaney. Um, it's a, like a dream dinner party feature that they mm. do in the programme each week. And, uh, well, he started with Keith Richards, which is is nice. I think you pick, how many is it? One, two, three, four, five. So it's, mm. it's six in total. Perfect, obviously, for coat. Although it depends if they come from different... House good point, yeah. So he'd have to move in with Chairman Mao. <laughs> a lot of them are dead. <laughs> A lot of them are dead, so would they possibly, it wouldn't be a problem, presumably. Yeah, so it's not mm. just Chairman Mao, but yes, mm. it certainly is him. Uh, Keith Richards, as we mentioned, 
and then Joseph Stalin, Genghis Khan and Napoleon Bonaparte on Stalin. I'm fascinated by Russian history, not because I'm a Stalinist. I'm not. If you have to say you're not a Stalinist, <laughs> say Catherine the Great then. She kick-started the Russian Enlightenment. She hated fountains. She killed a lot of people as well. But, you know. Everyone killed people back then. Everyone Seems killed like back then. That doesn't bother Damo. He's, he, I mean, he's, he's absolutely stacked here because I, I read up on... Uh, <laughs> this, what, I didn't watch any of the football. I just sort of read up on what everyone ate. Um, Stalin... A lot of Georgian foods, a lot of nuts, garlic. So you'd have to sort of have a lot of that on mm. on 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 the, on the banquet. Mao, he had uh, chilies baked into everything. He famously said that uh, you can't be a revolutionary if if you don't eat chilies. Napoleon, erratic eating patterns. He would only ever eat when he was absolutely famished. He would just he, huh. would, he would just smash back a roast chicken. No wonder he was so pissy all the time. I know. Also, also, you need a high chair for him, wouldn't you? Exactly. The Mongo- apparently that's an overstatement about how short, that whole Napoleon complex thing is actually not true because right. of the era he was like five seven or something. That was my time. That was our time, Vish. I could have been a king. People were smaller <laughs> back then. Exactly. Uh, so people yeah, are small now. Don't have a go. Mm. You're the you're a good height. We're all the height. Good, good height. height. You're, all, you're all the Vish we need. Good I mean, height. to be fair, I did watch you playing basketball at the weekend on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it did very much uh, accentuate our heights playing that game. I would yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, quite a discriminatory game. I'm going to say that, <laughs> despite their all their great work. For yeah, the discrimination that matters, <laughs> or rather, fighting that. Yeah, um, uh, the Mongols. They would. Uh, they would just. Uh, they were very they were protein boys. They would. Um, they would eat any old boiled guts, effectively on dung fire. Huh. Um, and um, Richards. I mean, would, would he eat anything? He was just not heroin, ma- heroin, ma- heroin yeah. and quaaludes, wasn't yeah. it? So, <laughs> naughty so, things. Yeah, naughty things. So, yeah, eating, eating shit. So, yeah, just a very mixed bag there. It would have to be a mixed bag and it would be a very diff- difficult uh, party to cater for, I would say. Is, he ho- is it so Delaney would be hosting this and mm. cooking? I, well, I guess so. I mean, you have to, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Unless you did, um, what do they call it? A, a potluck? What's you a potluck? Where people bring You designate someone a course, don't you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, God. right. That's risky, isn't Based it? Based on the old guts cooked over, what was it, dung? Dung, dung no. fire, yeah. <laughs> also, they all live quite far away. And, you know, there's that weird thing where someone someone will leave over a bit of Tupperware and you've got to, like, clean it and give it back to him. It'll be, and, and, and if it's all the yellow... Genghis, you, you've you left your... Yes, mate. <laughs> you've left your... T- well, the Mongols <laughs> used to... Um, they used to... Skulls. <laughs> they used to kill their animals by making a small incision in, in, the, in, the, in the chest, reaching through and oh. nipping the aorta. No, and it was it was seen as like an ethical sort of thing to to right. kill an animal like that. It's just like oh, just, just hit him in the head or something. Jeez, Ugh, gross. Yeah. So you'd have to. Oh, who would you want? Who would you want to be? Who would he be sat next? Don't to? do that in the garden <laughs> or Genghis, anywhere. Genghis, you're an animal, mate. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. It's not just humans you like to kill. <laughs> you nutter. Sorry. I reckon if they were sat around the table, I was trying to work out who would sit next to who. Yeah. But I know obviously Damien Delaney would sit next to Keith Richards. And spend a lot of time talking about the rest of them. So you think Keith Richards is just kind of wasted in, in this? Well, yeah, he's I Keith Richards, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his presence is wasted. Because really, from the stories you're going to get, you'd really want to hear more about Keith Richards because the rest of them are pretty dark. They're pretty out there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Self-explanatory. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it, it's almost... He's, dogmatic, aren't they? Yeah. He's basically organised a problematic family Christmas. <laughs> you don't really want it to get too deep. You don't want, definitely yeah. don't want anyone talking about politics. No. Just, you know, let Uncle Keith sort well, out the yeah. entertainment. You probably wouldn't get a word in Edgeways. It'd be like a dinner party with Luke. <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be like organising a football ramble night out, honestly. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Completely impossible, I'd have thought. So, yeah, we initially thought that was a, f- a fake, but I think we've come around to the idea that, you know... It's good to be creative. It's good to be creative. Look, it's a t- people will be talking about that party for months. They s- well, yeah, he'd pro- they'd probably all bump each other off by the end of it. So yeah. Perhaps no. no one would be left to talk. Mm. Tonight, there's more football for you. Hooray! And, and your guests, potentially. Sheffield United up against Wolves. Brighton getting their campaign up and running against Chelsea. Hoping for a goal, first goal from Timo Werner, so that Jules, you know gets our glory back in the old Betway Fortis score. Both of those ones on Sky Sports tonight. Tomorrow's show, it is Marcus, Jim and Yuvish. Five foot seven king. <laughs> uh, I'm not even the tallest person in that room and Marcus is in it. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I think I'm the shortest member of the Rattle Jewels. Who am I talking about? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Jules? <laughs> Jules could fit through a basketball hoop. You can slam dunk Jules. Well, no, Jules could take the ball and I could throw Jules up. Yes. Slam dunk it. Yeah. Nice. That's like, what I want to um, see. Wolverine and the big I d- bloke. I, d- I don't, I'm, I don't want to be mean here, Vish, but I, I don't think you can dunk. No, exactly. That's why I need to throw Jules to dunk on my mm. behalf. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm with you. So she's not the ball in this scenario. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not kind of jumping up with Jules and... Yeah, maybe it. me and you can go over to the basketball hoops over over the road and just you know dunk school. <laughs> just just try our hardest. <laughs> yeah, to do some dunking. Surely, if if your heart is pure, no. yeah, my mine isn't. But surely, if your heart is pure, you should be able to do anything you want, <laughs> and that includes dunking. I yeah. think maybe dunking is the one exception to that rule. But well, let's you, get out there and give it a try, you guys. Would, you would say that you big-handed giant. <laughs> <laughs> let's stay optimistic and let's let's stay <laughs> let's stay friends, shall we? Let's let's stay friends by leaving right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Rish. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, Pete. Requiem. <laughs> Catch you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.